Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for... We are locked right and loaded once again, ladies and gentlemen. Another huge epic episode of the Conspiracy Farm coming up where we don't start the conspiracies. We just add a little water. And we have a gentleman on today. He is changing the game in the world of media. Boy, he just outscooped the media in the last 48 hours and pretty much shut down the interweb with his breaking of the story of Susan Rice being the source of the unmasking of Trump officials. We're going to get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, I am Jeffrey Wilson, and I'm always riding with my co-host, UFC Hall of Famer Pat Militich. Today, whoo, lawyer, author, journalist, filmmaker, breaker of huge news, and redefiner of the game, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Michael Cernovich is joining us today. How are you, sir? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. How are you doing today, Pat? I'm doing great now that we've got Cernovich on. I'm, uh, I'm a happy camper, my friend, so... Let's get to this because people want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, they really do. I mean, I teased it earlier today and got quite the reaction. I mean, sir, I applaud your endurance. I've been watching you live today this morning. You were live last night. You've been a busy man. What's new in your world, sir? Yeah, dude, it's all about, it's all about taking care of your health and taking care of your body. Otherwise, this will this will crush you. It's been busy. I w- yeah, wake up yesterday and it, and it found out that Bloomberg confirmed my story about Susan Rice and that they were actually trying to claim that they broke the story and that I didn't. I wake up today and find out that I got retweeted by very you know, well-known people in the administration. So now the media is freaking out. They're writing all kinds of articles, lying about me, you know, creating fake news about me. And it, it's good, dude. The American people are waking and that's what inspires me, that people are waking up and learning the truth. Well, it's something that, and, and you absolutely are doing it, man, and my hat is off to you. It, it's something we like to do on this show is clarify the language and something out of the box we need to take care of because this thing that's been going around called fake news, of course, we've all heard of it, but guys like me, guys like Pat, guys like yourself, other people who's been down this rabbit hole a long time know this. This, this term fake news is probably, I guess, maybe a modern term for what we know as Operation Mockingbird, which started in like the mid-40s as a means to control the media. What are your thoughts on Operation Mockingbird, and that's still being in, packed, or in, in place today, but now everybody's kind of acting like it's brand new with this term fake news. Right. We've all known that there's media narratives that circulate, and every news website would say the same thing about everything. Pick a topic, Russia. It's everywhere in the news. You read about Russia, Russia, Russia and you wonder, well, why is that? Why do they all write about the same stories and take the same angle, and they're not writing anything new or interesting? And the answer is that Operation Mockingbird reveals that the CIA controls the media and controls the news narrative. And we are now seeing a new form of Operation Mockingbird where the narrative is dictated at the top and people are told what they're allowed to write about and what angle they have to write, write about Trump. And, I mean, it's, and it's so crazy because... I mean, Pat, we've talked about this numerous times. The hubris going into the election was, of course, Trump was going to lose and Hillary's going to stomp him, etc. And to see them not just lose, but this this level of, I'm sorry, but this level of petulance that's going on because they lost super sour grapes, making up BS day that's, after day. Yeah, 
Yeah, that, well, that's why you see this many forms of, of overreacting to Trump winning um, just the vile rhetoric that's coming out of these people. I got a message from a girl I went to high school with today and said, I'm glad to see you're the same asshole you were in high school. Well, I'll come to find out, I looked at her page, and she's a, a big wig in the Democratic Party in Iowa. And I said, listen, I go, I'm glad I'm getting this kind of reaction out of you. I know it's working, and I know, I know you people are afraid now. And that's, that, you know, Operation Mockingbird is, is very real. And if it's not, well, let's talk about the incestuous relationship between the last administration and the mainstream media, where you've got people like Susan Rice, who uh, Mike Cernovich has just lambasted, who's, who's married to an ABC producer, Ian Cameron. So, that you know, it's, it, it's throughout. It's, it's disgusting. It's very disturbing what's going on. So, you know, they're, they're panicked. Donna Brazil saying that I was I was totally okay with giving Hillary you know inside baseball notes on the debate like the the level of like detachment and this rationalization of of behavior is just crazy. What are your thoughts, Mike? Are they are they untouchable, Mike? Is that what's going on here? Well, they realize they they aren't now because alternative media platforms have taken over. Speaking of Operation Mockingbird, the, the WikiLeaks revealed that. Maggie Haberman and a bunch of other people who work at the New York Times, they were called friendly reporters by the DNC, and the DNC would actually feed them news stories, fake news essentially, and they, they conspired and coordinated to the highest levels of the DNC. But what they're realizing is that people on, are demanding the truth, and they're demanding alternative platforms. That's why they're freaking out, and they want to take out anybody who is speaking out against the narrative, and they're getting really vicious and really mean and really nasty. That's why they are afraid, though, because we're having an impact now. Trump got elected. I mean, if you think about it, Trump got elected even though all the fake news went after him. Everybody went after him, and that now proved they can't control elections anymore. They don't have the power. The people have the power. The fake news is freaking out. The full-on death throes, man, and it's something I really, man, I gravitate to when I hear you, and this is something that I've, you know, it just bugs the hell out of me. There's a certain level of, of selected butthurtness and this level of, of intellectual dishonesty. Where were you? Now, I mean, first of all, the CIA has been interfering with elections forever, so for us to start castigating other countries for supposedly interfering with elections is laughable. Not to say two wrongs make a right, but, you know, where were everybody when, when the Rotterdam sex scandal was going on? Where was everybody when the 20% of uranium went to uranium one? I mean, the list can really go on and on. So this, like, it's almost yeah, laughable now. About, yeah, why aren't we talking about Podesta Group lobbying for a massive bank in Russia? Or Podesta's emails. Right. Come on, man. How did that get skipped over? And why aren't we talking about Saudi Arabia and how Saudi Arabia spends more money to um, lobby and propagandize than any other country? Or the Ukraine, how they're spending money? Or how Carlos Slim, who is a robber baron and a monopolist in Mexico, how he's the largest shareholder of the New York Times? Or how Jeff Bezos, who owns the Washington Post, has a $600 million contract with the CIA and Deep State? Why aren't we reading about these kinds of stories, right? Yeah. It's all these it, just horrible distractions. 
and you know we're going to get to what i feel is kind of the root of it but no you i mean you're absolutely right i mean i hate to use this term cuz it's kind of art imitating life or vice versa you got this kind of house of cards thing going on with Katie Walsh the DNC former DNC head with Maggie Haberman and you know a journalist feeding information or you know, Susan Rice feeding information to these people i mean this all this inside baseball which is just you know it's just shady as all hell, and nobody, you know what I mean? Yesterday on NBC Nightly News, not a word about what you broke, bro. Not a word about Susan Rice stuff. And then it was today. She admits she did it, but she had no ill intention. And that's just going to – I think that's what's going to fly with people. Not that she broke the law and dispelled ca- or dispensed ca- classified information. Yeah, I did it, but my intentions were, were legit, kind of like Donna Brazil. Well, maybe, but I doubt it, and here's why. You guys are in Iowa. I'm in California. I got callers from the U.K. We are able to get the truth out, even if the fake news media ignores it. That's the whole thing is it's great. They ignore they ignore us. It doesn't even matter anymore because we can get our message out. That's why that's the real reason they're freaking out is they no longer control the media. Very true. Yeah, and, and when you talk about, you know, the the intent of Susan Rice, her saying that her intent was not to spy on Trump and his people. That's the same reason Comey let Clinton off when he said she didn't have ill intent right. with those classified emails. It's look, I don't intend to get busted for drunk driving when I get busted if I get you know shit faced and drive down the road. I didn't intend on breaking the law, but I still did. Right. Ignorance of the laws, and, and it's so. With her digital footprint is there. That's why I don't get how the media can 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 kind of gloss this over. She specifically sought out certain individuals. It wasn't what do they call it? The passive intelligence guy. I forget what the term they use, but there's so much more to it than incidental. that. Incidental. Incidental. Yeah. yeah. yeah they, call, they call it incidental. So here's what they do: they spy on everybody, but rather than admit they're spying on everybody, they say, "Oh no, we weren't spying on Pat." Militech, we were spying on everybody who talks to him, and then incidentally, we listened in on his phone calls and incidentally spied on him. It is such bullshit. And again, people are not falling for it. The sheep are, the yeah. Hillary Clinton people are, the people who watch the fake news are, but the American people, the real red blooded American people, are not falling for this nonsense. No, absolutely you know, not. That's the, thing that's, that's the part that's most troubling to me, uh, guys, is that. We've got millions upon millions of people who will argue until the end of the earth that mainstream media is telling the truth. They they have hook, line, and sinker gotten those people, and it's almost, I've converted one out of ten, maybe, to finally listen and understand. It's that Stockholm Syndrome, pretty much. I mean, it's just, <laughs> been, I mean, you it know, is. It's, it's a level of conditioning. So, so my question for you, Mike, is how far does this go uh, beyond Susan Rice from the last administration? Oh, it's the, it's the biggest spying scandal in American history. It's way bigger than Watergate. I found out that I spied on Sean Hannity was spied on, Eric Prince was spied on, so many people, Chuck Johnson was spied on. They the Obama administration spied on everybody who was kind of a high profile. You guys might have been spied on too, depending on how high your profile is. They were spying on everybody. This is a huge scandal, and that's running damage because this is the Watergate of our era. It's bigger than Watergate. Well, Mike, Mike, if they just just a note, if they weren't spying on Jeff and I before this show, 
They are now right. because we had you on, they probably. <laughs> so I, I take it as a ba- I, I take it as a badge of honor, quite frankly. No, I mean yeah. it, IRS I, I, IRS audits to come. Right, <laughs> right in the mail. No, I mean it's it's it is so frustrating because the the mind hold, like Pat just said, that the mainstream media has on everyone. People will will blissfully fight for their right to be deceived. I see it in all different kind of shapes and forms. But what is the in game, sir? What what do you see? You know, Pat and I talked before Trump even got elected. I felt this JFK vibe. He was Trump was up against such a huge, as we now know it as the deep state, the military industrial complex, whatever you want to call it. He is surrounded by Judases. Can he ever get out of this quagmire? Is he destined for the next four years or however long to stay in this constant defense mode? He's getting rid of it's going to take about a year to clear out all the deep state people. Very, very important, but it's going to take a while to clear out the really bad guys and the really evil people. But he's, he's getting it. His people now understand that the, the bureaucracy matters. You can't just go in and change everything. If the bureaucracy and the deep state are rigged against you, they are holding up the higher, your key hires. That is how they've kept Trump from getting more done. They understand that now, though, and proving that they're going to change that. Well, and does that start with getting rid of Rance Priebus? Well, it probably ends with getting rid of Rance Priebus. It's probably going to start with getting rid of Deep State and all the kooks in Deep State and the bad people in Deep State and the saboteurs in Deep State. That is where it will start. And then maybe Rance Priebus will get the, get the memo and understand that he'd better decide if he wants to have a career in the Republican Party because the Republican Party is now the Trump Party. They, you know, because so many people who are uh, Marco Rubio, Paul Ryan, so many people who oppose Trump, they are the past. The future is Trump. And if Prince Davis wants to have anything to do with the Republican Party, he's going to have to realize the party belongs to Trump. I saw, I saw Trump, and tell me if I'm right or wrong or what your thoughts are on this. My feeling was bringing in guys like Reince Priebus was to keep was to almost to keep the enemy leg of the GOP close, keep your enemies close type mentality. It definitely was. Another issue is that before the election, Trump needed Trump didn't have the infrastructure he needed to run a campaign. He didn't have the email list. He didn't have the phone the phone numbers, and right. having rents become cheap. That was part of the deal, and as you know. That was the deal Trump had to make, like it or not. So he had to, he had to bring him on in order to get access to all of that infrastructure. But there is too with keep your enemies close, the kind of thing. But the you know a deal's a deal, and Trump is going to give Rince Priebus a, a fair shot. To be honest, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Now, when we go through the the timeline of Trump's tweet, I can't remember the exact date that was saying that the Obama administration and Obama had spied on him all the way till wiretapped you know Devin Devin Nunes comes out House Intel chair House Intelligence Committee chair uh, who's a democrat uh, coming out and admitting that that Trump was spied on you know when I get to to Nunes name how did they turn him what what do you think went on there that he came forward and said yeah this did, did they have dirt on him or what well, I don't know. It's a great question. There are a lot of people who want the truth to get out. 
so that could be that could actually be what is going on too. There's so much you really not know anything because the scandal is so deep, and a lot of people were opposed to that. There there are a lot of good people. You know, as you know, Pat, most people in the FBI, most people in law enforcement, most of them are good people who want to do the right thing. And they're realizing that they are bad people who have taken over and the good people need to stand up for what is right. Yeah, great point, great point. You know, when when we get back to the media, the way they've covered this, Chris Cuomo, um, during his show this morning, basically said right-wing media types are pushing a false narrative that former National Security Advisor Susan Rice improperly unmasked identities of Trump associates, and this is blatantly false. Now, I want to know what Chris Cuomo has to say now on his show, now that, now that Rice has basically admitted to doing it. Yeah, they're, trying, they're now trying to run damage control. First they went, and here's what I like about it. They never call the people out for lying. So we now know that Susan Rice lied. And the fake news, rather than say, hey, Susan Rice, you lied, and by the way, she also lied at Benghazi. She is a sociopath and a serial liar. Rather than call her out and say, you lied, they're going to say, they're going to pretend that she never lied, and then they're going to let her say why it's just not a big deal and people are blowing it out of proportion and everything. That's what they do all the time. But again, people are listening to your podcast. People are tuning in. People are figuring out the truth, and it's a great time to be alive. Yeah, it is. It is. Every, and every scandal that gets broke, it seems like these liberals burn the brakes off the lie truck going down this steep hill. I mean, they, right. they will figure out ways to, it's, it's just a slow burn they turn it into, instead of just admitting it, as you mentioned. Yeah, they lie too much. That's what I tell people. If they were honest, rather than attack people like me all the time and write all these dumb articles lying about me, why don't they just tell the truth? about Susan Rice and the Obama spying, they could compete with me and run me out of business in a day because these are multi-billion dollar corporations. If all they did is tell the truth, which is all I do, then I would be out of business because I couldn't even compete with them. <laughs> yeah, right. They want to continue to lie. Yeah, they, they'd burst into flames. It would, what I find so interesting, you know, the, the legalese, the lawyers all jumped on Trump when he said, you know, Obama wiretapped me as if he's physically in there wiretapping when... <laughs> In right. the subsequent days and weeks, we didn't hear things that just completely disnullified any of that. We saw all the stuff that lended itself to that. Susan Rice, you know, all of this kind of, you know, interception and, and wiretapping. You know, I'm sorry the guy used a, an antiquated term to de describe like a modern thing, but he was right. And like you said, instead of getting on the fact that he was right and people did violate the law, et cetera, et cetera, it turns out to Eric Prince and the Seychelles and Russia, Russia, Russia. It's absolutely insane. And on the tales of this, Vault 7, what did they say days after Trump said he was surveilled, et cetera, that the CIA can basically clone IP addresses, attribute hacks to other countries, and say, you know what I mean? Say it's Russia exactly. when it's actually, and that's all we've seen is just more hacks supposedly from Russia as if the Vault 7 thing didn't come out. People are just so tied and, to this narrative, like Pat said. They're just so blissfully beholden to that mainstream media narrative. And, I, and I've said this before, and, you know, obviously I'm not going to use names, but I've, I've got a friend that was in the agency who would send me emails from someone else's email address and then announce that it wasn't them. And call me, he could call me from your phones, and your name and phone number would call would come up on my caller ID, and I would say, hey, Cernovich, what's going on? And he'd go, yeah, no, this isn't Cernovich, this is Jim. Hmm. I'm yep. just messing with you. 
that's the kind of stuff he he would play jokes on me doing stuff like that and i'm i'm telling you man this this is uh you know i sat there i thought about that for, it took me about 20 30 seconds to go holy shit this is how wars can get started yeah right Literally. yeah exactly and that's what they do is they'll do false flags they'll call people from my phone number and then say things, and then that gets blamed on me. That's how they actually frame people for all kinds of stuff is they'll just say, oh, you know, Cernovich called me, and they'll show you the caller ID, and they'll show you the name. But they can spoof any of us, and they can spoof our emails. They can spoof pictures of us. They even have a program now. It's called it's Photoshop of Recording. They can now have a recording of you saying anything they want you to say just the same way they can edit Photoshop. So now wow. even – you know what's you know what's really scary too is where they could load onto your phone or your internet whatever your computers that what I mean that there was history of child pornography of yep. criminal activity of of huge drug deals of human trafficking of whatever and then expose it to the media. Yep. Yeah, they they they. I mean that's, that is truly terrifying. Yeah. They, well, and this they kind of people, they roofie people. What they'll do is, you know, you'll go out and roofie you, and then you'll wake up and you'll be next to some kid or somebody that you never even heard of. That's all real dirty stuff, man. It's really, it's truly evil, and that's why, that's why they're fighting so hard against Trump is because he doesn't want any of that stuff to happen anymore. Well, and this kind of goes to the heart of a lot of this, man. And I, I've we've talked about this on the show many times. I think so much of the. Um, the essence of a lot of this scandal, the root of it is, I'm not saying Pizzagate, because I think that was a ruse. I think it's the, the pedo gate, if you will. I think just like you said, when you start getting in this realm, you need to be blackmailable, compromisable. There's no lone wolf gunslingers that get to this level. And that's really what Trump is. He's kind of the Tony Stark of, of politics. He doesn't need anybody's money. But just like you said, from, from Dennis Hastert to the, the, the early 80s callboy scandal to uh, uh, Judith Palfrey, the DC madam, all, so many of these guys, whether it's boys, girls, drugs, whatever it is, in order to get in these positions, they have to, and even the media, like I heard you say today, they might not even be into these certain things, but they go to these parties and get caught up, and it winds up just like you said. They wake up next to some kid with a picture next to him, and they need them on the team. If in order for them to be on the team, they have to be compromisable. Right, that's exactly right. And they were never able to frame Trump for this stuff because Trump doesn't even use email. He doesn't use computers, so there was no computer. To, to frame things on. He was also always protected and had a detailed travel log, so they couldn't roof somebody like that. That's why they hate him, because he might be the only person who ever ran for office that they couldn't frame for anything because he was so well protected, had so many people around him every time he was there that they couldn't roofie him. And because he never used computers, they couldn't plant anything on his computer or fabricate evidence against him. One step ahead. So... So now, basically what this comes down to, now that you rewind, or I rewind in my brain, Trump's doing these tweets, especially this one, about being wiretapped. Dude, he, all he was doing was putting out rat bait. Right. I mean, they... The cockroaches... They're definitely trolling, man. He, they're, they're just... It's amazing to watch these people expose themselves. 
And the level of like unhingedness, and if that's a word, I mean, it is just this whole. We've talked about it again. I hate to keep saying this. The the inversion of reality that takes place up is down, down is up. And I, I like the way you use the term. We use it oftentimes. I mean, people need to get their red pill shit together because it it it's it's really becoming dangerous. You know, this mainstream narrative of a lot of things is keeping re- people really, really asleep. And journalists like yourselves, man, you like yourself. I mean, seriously, seriously, my hat's off to you because I know um, the, the the stakes are so very high. And I want to ask you, man, you know, with you doing what you're doing, and I don't know if you're on this conspiracy kind of side or not, but what are your thoughts on if you're touching too much of the third rail, you could end up like a Breitbart or a Michael Hastings. I'm not sure if you feel those guys died, you know, naturally or whatever, but I don't. And a, a journalist like yourself is definitely a threat to the system. What are your thoughts on that? You, you are, Mike, Mike, Mike Cernovich is now the biggest threat. Right, exactly. What are your thoughts on that? Sir? I definitely, yeah, I've, I've been told by people, the, the, some of the good guys in the federal agencies, they had told me that keep in mind that anybody can be roofied and that they could roofie you. Don't go out to any kind of bar alone, which, of course, I don't. I'm just, I like to hang out with my family anyway. You have a but beautiful family would, and a beautiful daughter, by the way, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm just kind of saying, but they've definitely told me, be careful, try not to be alone by yourself, because that is where they'll get you. That is where they'll sweep you up, and they'll try to frame you with things. So, that, yeah, they have told me. The The other side to that, though, is that if my if anything happened to me, then my people would would want revenge, too. And I think a lot of people realize that I do have a lot of um, friends and sources who are not the kind of people that you want to that you want to rile up, right? We'll just put it to you that way. <laughs> well, I well, suppose that is that is a little bit of protection then. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, nobody's completely safe, but right. it's, it's better than better than most have. And also because of what they did with Michael Hastings, which, like you, I don't, you know, I don't know what happened with that. It seems a little suspicious. The Michael Hastings things. You know, I don't think we'll ever know the truth. Well, on even that. like the Vault Seven came out and said they can hack cars, and then it's like, oh wow, that yeah, happened to exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. So I'm not – so, again, I'm not really sure on that, but I do know that there are enough people who are suspicious of that that if they went after me, it would be a little bit too obvious. So they're going to try to sweep me up with some kind of um, – what I think they'll do is they'll try to have people that I've never met claim that there was some sexual thing. That's how they try to bring everybody down is right. with, with false kind of criminal stuff like that. So that would be like – that's why I'm careful where I am. I, I watch myself. It's almost like they don't care, you know? It's like they did whatever they did to Breitbart, and of course we've known forever since the church community they can hit you with stuff and make it seem like a heart attack, but then his coroner dies of arsenic poisoning, one of the most obvious kinds of traces of of death. I'm just like, what? I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but it's just like they don't seem to care, you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's the the issue with with, um, certain deaths is that we do know that Deep State would kill you. Right. It's just always proving whether or not they kill them or, you know, who they are killing. But we do know that they'll kill you. They, they're, they're soulless people and they'll frame you for crimes. And it doesn't mean anything to a to a sociopath, to a truly predatory people, the kind of people we have in deep state. So that that definitely you, you never you'll never know for true or you never know for sure, because, yes, they would kill a person. Now, whether that given person was killed by them or not, always hard to prove. And, of course, they're pretty. They're pretty smart about how they take people out. 
And one that comes to mind, you know, going back to the third rail, Monica Peterson uh, from the Human Trafficking Center who got killed trying to track down what Laura Silsby was doing down in Haiti, just completely just yeah. jacking children and taking them to, to the Dominican Republic. You know, and this hero, Monica Peterson, winds up dead under, of course, shady circumstances, one of many, you know, who's, and, who's touched this third and, rail. And also, what, wasn't there a documentary filmmaker in Georgia who she was about to release a big film on child, uh, child sex trafficking? And she was also maybe maybe it's the same woman you're talking about. She was going to release a special, and then suddenly she was killed by a murder suicide of her husband. But her husband had never had any kind of mental illness or any kind of other condition. That is another story that doesn't add up. Yeah, that's. I mean, like I said, they don't have any compunction with killing people. Um, right. I've heard you know. So, George, Mike, I'm curious. Go ahead, Pat. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm curious, Mike, as to what what type of law. Um, did you or do you practice? Yeah, I did a bunch of criminal defense work, which is why I know how easily a person can be framed for anything. They can plant. Well, and I was I was wondering I, I I was wondering if that was the case, um, simply because Jeff and I have discussed somehow. I think most people don't see this stuff as even remotely possible or reasonable because they aren't evil people or can't think like an evil person or comprehend that people can be this evil. So you as an attorney who's seen a ton of evil people, I'm sure after all those years went, okay, it dawns on me. I get it. Now I see how evil people think. Yeah, you're exactly right. The biggest mistake people make is projecting their own sense of morality right. to the rest of the world. That's why they're like, well, you guys are crazy. Right. There's no way somebody would frame you for pedophilia. Right. And you're thinking, well, no, you would not, just because you would never do that, and the people you go to church with, and the people you go to synagogue with, and the people you go to mosque, and the people that, that you are around, the people that you go to fish fries, just because they would do that to somebody else, that doesn't mean there isn't a whole world of evil. And essentially, House of Cards is real. Bill Clinton, of all people, even said the House of Cards is real. Yeah, and it's, no, you're so right. They set up that normalcy. You're, that's the nail on the head, man. You set up this normalcy bias in your brain, like you're straight blue-pilled out, and it's like, no, you that could never. Like, are you kidding me? And that's why this whole thing about now, like, people so in an uproar, Russia interfering with our democratic process, like, wow, where have you been the last 80 years of, of, of American foreign policy? Like, let me name the countries where we've interfered, assassinated, et cetera, coups, juntas. You know what I mean? It's a... Uh, like the, the selective uh, butthurtness slash intellectual dishonesty. I don't know, man. Um, something I wanted yeah. to ask you about. You've mentioned before, and I've heard you talk about George Soros. I've seen different videos, and we've talked about it on this show many times, that they are dividing and conquering on so many different levels, the social engineers, etc. And George Soros is a huge part of that, which his, which his money and, and how he's utilizing that money to create unrest. I've heard you know he's, he's doing a lot with these anarchist groups, the anti-fash, you know what I mean, whatever these groups are called, and I heard he's trying to ramp it up more and more this summer, etc. What are your thoughts on George Soros and his attempts to cause unrest, not only just here, but across the world? He's trying to cause it in Romania. That's why he was kicked out of Hungary. The fake news media in America is trying to throw a fit that Hungary doesn't want George Soros in there. He's an evil guy. He actually cooperated with Nazis. Yeah. Uh, most people don't even know that. He actually cooperated with Nazis and did dirty work for the Nazis, amazing how you know most people don't know that they treat him like he's some kind of you know great person when he's actually a very evil person. And you can just take one look at him, and you can smell the evil coming out of his pores and under those 
bags under his eyes. That shows a very evil man who has done evil things and is weighing on his skin like Emperor Palpatine or something. That's exactly what it looks like. He's a bad guy, yeah. And he funds the media outlets that attack me, actually. They, this, this, this is hilarious. This podcast will be downloaded by Soros' people, and it will be transcribed, and it will be added to the big files they keep on me. They listen to every podcast I do. They download every show I do. They transcribe it all. Even when I, if I, even if it's Saturday night at 11 p.m., they're literally watching me 24/7. Everything I do on social media, I think that's pretty cool. I think that <laughs> whoever follows me has a good job, man. I wish I got you know paid to to, to read everything I do and listen. To everything. You know, you, you know what the you know what the true conquest will be, Mike, is if you turn Soros's people who are surveilling you into fans hmm. and and constitutionalists. Right. Exactly. Good luck with that one. <laughs> that's the that's the win. But now I want to hit on this real quick with you, Mike. Are you familiar with uh, Michelle McPhee out of the Boston no, area? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay, so she just she just released a book called Maximum Harm: The Sarnayev Brothers, the FBI, and the Road to the Boston the Marathon Bombing, and it connects yeah. all this stuff. I tell you what, man, this book right here is going to be a bomb going off in the face of these people, um, exposing a lot of really nasty stuff that was going on up in the Northeast. And, I mean, it goes thick. I mean, all the way to possibly, you know, connections to Syrian drug drug uh, drug runners and kings. and Boston and, Police uh, Department. It's going to get ugly, man. It's going to get in the FBI. It's, it's some scary stuff going on. And if you're familiar with Sabelle Edmonds, it's just an echoing of pretty much of Gladio B, essentially. Well, and I haven't read it yet. You're right. I didn't recognize the name, but I, I heard I should go buy that for myself too and read that. Yeah, I urge everybody to get that Maximum Maximum Harm by Michelle McPhee, and that's going to be a that's, it. Really is. It's it's a bomb just got dropped. Yeah, we hope to get her on here in the next little bit, don't we, Pat? Yeah, yeah, we'd like that. We'd like that. But, uh, no, as far as, I mean, you know, Mike, do you carry a gun? They, I'm always protected, that's for sure. I'll just, I, you know, I don't, want, I don't want to let the enemy know, you know, know my security. Smart security man, details, smart I, man. I, I, yeah, it, I'm, I'm not a soft target. You know, anybody, anybody can get got, especially if they send, <laughs> you know, an operation to, you know, they, they, if they want you bad enough, anybody can get get got sure but i do i do have a, a plan in place for that kind of stuff right right good that's good to know if they so get the what? president they can get any of us old jfk yeah yeah, uh, they, get, yeah they, they can get anybody so now in in the end uh in the end is sessions going to start sending out i mean if we can get rice and is rice going to plead the fifth in front of a congressional hearing on all of this I think she has to. Yeah. This, this scandal goes so deep. This scandal scandal goes so deep that I think I think they have to. I mean, is Sessions going to start putting out some? Yeah. I mean, are there going to be indictments on this? Do you think? Um, I don't know about that. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, it's but so it's it goes, so it's so night. I mean, it's so mirror. Of, of of Watergate, the, the plumbers, and it just slowly chipped away. What it was two years after the Watergate break-in, where things really start hitting the fan as far as, you know, the finding exactly. out the taping system. 
I mean, dude, it's going to slowly chip away. And like they said in the movie Nixon from Oliver Stone, I know it's not absolutely true, but it's like, do you really think Susan Rice did that without explicit instruction from XYZ and we know who that is? Like, exactly. Come on. Come on. Right. So here, here's what I kind of, this is what I imagine will happen, is the scandal goes so deep that Susan Rice will have to plead the fifth, and then rather than all these people go to prison, which we would like to see happen, they might reach a compromise deal where they say, okay, you and all your people got to get out of here, and this will be their way to hit the reset on Deep State and actually put in people who, who care about America and care about Americans. <clears throat> I, I see that because it goes so deep, guys. It, it goes. Yeah. So many people are involved that there would be there would be the courts couldn't even handle it. The, there'd be too many. It would be bigger than the mob trials. There would a, there would actually be more people than in these the mafia trials. What well, everybody's take so my, shook take, on both hey, sides. Take take my. No, I'm just saying. Take my tax dollars. Let's start prosecuting. There we go. Well, I you know, I. I yeah, I just, I just don't see because I'm on both sides. They're so compromised. I don't, they don't, they, they can't, they can't get to the truth. So, but, but if, as long if we get the people out and we can hit the reset button, then even though I might like to see blood in the streets, we can, we can settle for that. Sometimes you just got to take the L, however you get it. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, there's got to be at the end. Why are we doing what we're doing if there's not victory, right? If there's not balance. Exactly. Hey, let justice be done, though the heavens fall, baby. This has to happen. I mean, there has to be a reset. Like, as a planetary species, we cannot allow this to continue to take place as some kind of normalcy. And we haven't even gotten into it. I guess we don't have much time. But to get into some of these organizations trying to normalize this shit like pedophilia, et cetera, I mean, it's, it's absolutely insane. Right, I agree. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this right. man, Mike Cernovich, he is the author of Gorilla Mindset. Go to DangerPlay.com. Man, thank you. Thank you so very much for your time, sir. Thank you, Mike. It's my pleasure. Keep going, guys. All right. Take care. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. There will be more.